Well, today on Your Story with Melinda, I have a young entrepreneur on the show. Isaac Hanekamp is the founder of Navara Ventures, a company focused on digital media consulting and brand building. One of his babies, one of his key brands that he focuses on is Kingdom Driven Daily with over 23,000 Instagram followers. And it's all about reaching the under 30 Christian with the gospel to help them grow deeper with Christ. He's inspiring. He tells me as a Gen Xer how I can lead and inspire young people. And then he talks to young people to say how you can have a deeper faith with God and why you should. That's coming up next right here on Your Story with Melinda. Isaac Hanekamp, great to have you here with me on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, you've got a good radio voice, eh? That's oh my good. Goodness, thank you. <laughs> That's how we start off our show. You like butter up the the guests, and then everything flows perfectly <laughs> from there. <laughs> I guess so. All right, so I introduced you a little while ago. I'm really fascinated about this new venture that you're doing. Maybe not new, but Kingdom Driven Daily. Um, you've got like over twenty three thousand Insta followers. And it's all about focusing on Christians under 30, right? Yeah. Okay, talk to me about that because I think it's, I, I've been on it. It's it's a really cool Instagram. Um, but talk to me about how that came up and why do you feel the need to reach these under 30 Christians? Yeah, so I think the whole under 30 objective came kind of after the fact and, and after I actually started the account. So originally... Okay. The account was just intended to be this thing where I could make an Instagram post every day about whatever I was doing my devotions about, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just started posting posting every single day, and people started following me along, um, and then it just so happened that majority of that audience was under thirty. So I think that's why it's kind of turned into that, mm-hmm. and I've kind of found that that niche as I've went. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's an important demographic based on the fact of when I look on Instagram and I look at social in general, the things I'm seeing on a day-to-day are things that I don't find very attractive from a Christian point of view in terms of uh, what the world's trying to tell me I am and and what they're trying to tell me I should be striving Mm -hmm. for compared to what I know God's telling me to be and, and what He's telling me to strive for. So I think that under 30 crowd is is one that's at a really critical point because I think these are going to be the leaders of tomorrow and I think like whatever kind of way we can we can leverage social or or digital media in any kind of way to break through the noise of the world on there and definitely like be able to reach these these people with truth I think that's why it's so important mostly because these are the leaders of tomorrow in my mind amazing so give my viewers and listeners a a sense of like what do you post on the Instagram like what are you saying uh what's being written on this Instagram um that's really inspiring these under 30 yeah for sure so I mean I've got a account called verse of the daily and that's just a posting a verse every single day and Mm -hmm. that's one where it's just super encouraging uh, just kind of a reminder in the middle of your day and then when they go over to Kingdom Driven Daily from Verse of the Daily that's where I get a little bit deeper and, and more personal right mm-hmm. so on Kingdom Driven Daily that's where they're really getting to know Isaac and, and who he is mm-hmm. uh, and they're also getting to kind of I, I feel like I'm almost telling the story of, of what God's doing in my own life through that account mm-hmm. so on Kingdom Driven Daily there's an understanding that 
Isaac's usually going to add something personal underneath this post. Like this is coming from a place of something Isaac's going through personally in his own life and that's why this this post is going up today well i find it's fascinating because when i've been on your site like and again i'm all about truths and these things but you just have these like little snippets you know god loves you uh be at peace or be at rest like really short things and i find that you know for people especially in social media but also that are busy those truths are important why is that why do you think like just those it's not a whole verse on on insta it's like a, a little short Truth. Why? Why is that resonating? And why is that important to ensure that those truths are getting out there in sort of the social media like landscape? Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know if it comes down to uh, the truthfulness behind it, and that's why it's gaining traction. Like, I think there's a lot of truthful content out there that might be longer. It might be mm-hmm. like a long video showing up on a newsfeed, as opposed to just this picture with a quote underneath it. But at the same time, I think. The reason why I've seen this content gaining traction is just due to like attention and time, right? People don't mm-hmm. necessarily have time if they're on Instagram yeah. to be watching a full video. And if they do stop and watch it, they're super unlikely to watch the full thing unless you really, really hook them in there, right? So for me, uh, from my own point of view, posting this type of content on Instagram made it really easy throughout my day to kind of post about whatever I was going through in the moment and not have to worry about the production and and the efforts behind that. Mm -hmm. But then that also reflected on people absorbing the content because they're like, oh, this is great because I can consume this quickly. Really quick, yeah. It resonates quickly. And then I can, hopefully, Lord willing, they're applying it in their lives. Your favorite truth. You have a lot of, I've seen it. What is your favorite truth of God that really inspires you personally? Yeah, I think it's that... uh, and, and the biggest one for me is that he wants our whole heart in every moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to ask me my sole intention behind a lot of these posts, I'm hoping that these are little heart check moments for people throughout right. their day, right? Uh, whether that's their heart needing to be softened, whether that's their heart needing to be forgiving in a certain scenario, um, that's one of the biggest things um, that I think God's expecting from us is, and, and longs from us is he wants our hearts. So if there's one truth above all truths besides the gospel itself, yeah. um, that's kind of the, the main thing I'm trying to get across is just check your heart throughout the day. I love that. Isaac, you're young. You're under 30. And, you know, you were, you know, the founder of Navara Ventures, you know, this company focused on digital media consulting. Uh, You're now doing Kingdom Driven Daily. You're really involved in media, connecting with people. Um, How did this all happen? You know, I guess some background on your story, because, you know, for someone who's a Gen Xer, who, you know, it's like you work all these years to get where you are and where you want to be, you've kind of started really young to kind of be doing this. It's really awesome and inspiring. But tell me a bit about your background growing up and then why, you know, this um, venture to really share about, you know, Jesus and gospel um, online. Yeah, so... um I, th- I think the digital stuff just kind of came naturally in a sense of I wasn't necessarily striving to start businesses in this space. It just right. happened to be that's how you start businesses nowadays. <laughs> like it, it yeah. starts digitally, I think, if, if you're playing it right. So yeah. um, the back backstory before now, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, had great parents, uh, great family, but... I think it's a pretty classic scenario where you really 
don't have that full-on understanding of, of who God is and the personal relationship there. When you're growing up in a Christian home, I know so many people that go through that, and usually there's a lack of, I don't know if it's just being like young and dumb or, or a lack of reverence, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, but uh, I mean, usually like I'd end up partying way too much or I'd end up doing something stupid with my friends or just hanging around the wrong people. Um, until probably I turned about 17, 18, and I had this moment where I call it kind of my slap in the face moment from, <laughs> from the Lord, Yeah, where he just kind of shows up in a huge way and says, you know, enough's enough. Like, yeah. look, man, this is who I've called you to be. Mm-hmm. And if you want to step in this plan I have for you, you got to step up. And I mean, I got called out on something that there's no way this lady possibly could have known what I was doing, but in front of my entire church congregation at a conference, uh, like my parents, all this stuff. And I remember being so rattled. I was so mad at the time. And uh, Wait, she called you out on something you did or something you were doing? Yeah, so I'd been leading worship, and this whole time when I'm, I'm leading worship, I'm just like living like so unauthentically to to what I was going and experiencing on the weekend. And yeah. I mean, if we want to get, like, I don't know how, how deep we want to get. Go deep, as deep as you want to. So I was leading worship at this conference when I was, I would have been 18. And uh, I was, like, super hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got off the stage walking down the stairs. And uh, throughout my, my church at the time, you could hear, like, through the speaker system, whoever was speaking on the stage still, like, you could hear them through the speakers throughout the church. And I remember hearing this lady who was visiting, like it was a conference being held at my church this Saturday, saying, where's that kid that was just leading worship up here? Like, get him back here right now. And I was like going down the stairs to go to the washroom, already done. Yeah. And I hear this on the speakers. and I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I don't want to go back up there. Like, what's about to happen? Yeah. So anyway, she waits for me to get back up the stairs. I'm standing at the back of the church. All this, they were recording the audio from this, like, conference by yeah. the way so all this is like recorded her speaking and everything like yeah. that and there wasn't like specific she wasn't like calling me out on specifics but she was looking me dead in the eye and I knew that she knew something was off and she was straight up and like I'm looking my parents in the eye like my dad's standing up from the middle of the congregation no looking back way. and she's like you are not like stepping into your calling right now like god wants to use you and it's going to take a season of training now and you need to step up but the fact of the matter is he's not going to be able to use you unless you're all in for him and and just started going off and all this stuff and i was like i hadn't experienced anything like that like i wasn't like i wouldn't call myself an uh yeah, obviously I wasn't on the straight and narrow at that time, but mm-hmm. I still had that understanding Yeah, there's a God out there who created all this. And yeah. that was kind of his moment of like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> when God speaks, he can speak in many different ways and through many different people. Yeah. So, right? th- so then after that, I ended up moving to Thunder Bay <laughs> and uh, <laughs> doing an internship at a church up there yeah. for worship. And then after about a year of that, felt called to move back home. I was 19 at the time, just about to turn 20. And, uh, yeah, decided to move back home and try to start a business. And at that time, I had a mentor kind of come in, sweep me up. He was president of the conservative party at that time. Um, So he got me involved in, like, millennial communication stuff (laughs) for the party. And, 
yeah, that's kind of how I got going. I was, and then I just kind of leveraged what I was learning by messing up yeah. <laughs> along that way. Yeah. And by the grace of this mentor who yeah. was just throwing me into situations where he wasn't even expecting anything but for me to learn. Right. And uh, yeah, I just kept going going that way and then kept on getting clients um, who wanted me to do the same things I was I was Amazing. doing for, for that type of communication yeah. strategy. And then eventually... Uh, hit this point about a year ago where I continued doing that and working with brands and I was just like man I felt God saying what are you doing for my kingdom now like what is what's going on here and uh, I was involved in like multiple joint ventures I had some some business projects on the side that were really starting to take off working in blockchain technologies and stuff and uh yeah, I just felt him saying, man, what are you doing for my kingdom, though? Like, wow. you're getting everybody else's message across through digital, but what about <laughs> my message, that's man? A, well, that's a good that's a good moment. Um, I just want to pause for a second. So, you know, you're 18, because I'm still kind of like in awe about this woman speaking. You know, yeah. here's the thing, couple things. You know things. who it was? was uh, have you ever heard of that movement, Catch the Fire, or something like that? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. So was that experience from they them? They were doing like a... They were, like, going around from church to church doing, like, little pop-up conferences. And that's what it was. Yeah. So do you think there'd be a lot of people that need that kind of sort of call-out to kind of get them back? Oh, 100%. But, I mean, this is, like, uh, for me, this is – there's such a fine line between breaking somebody down through conviction. Like, I know myself in that moment, like, God knew – that's what I needed at that time, right? Yeah. But there's definitely moments where I'd hesitate. I mean, I was pretty rat. Like I was mad. I was furious that she'd do that. It's yeah. not like it clicked in immediately. Like I knew yeah, God I was speaking, that. but I was still like, "Why would you call me out in front of everybody like this?" So there's definitely moments where I think God knew I was strong enough to handle something like that, right. reflect on it, and turn it into something good. Yeah. But I know that there's a lot of people where I wouldn't, I wouldn't pull a stunt like that, and I don't think God would lead me to do something like that. So that be, well, obviously more discerning. Like when I th- well, and I say that yeah. because when I'm thinking about mentoring. And, you know, for younger people, you know, sort of that discernment on when to call out and when to do it, you know, in a obviously in a healthy and respectful way. But I just, you know, because I was a prodigal and there are many times people called it called it out of me. Um, And then there was a lots of like really, you know, hard things I had to go through that kind of snapped me out of it. But I always sensed, did you always sense this, Isaac, that, you know, even though you're partying and doing all your stuff and being hungover, like God was always present always pursuing or always there like I never felt him leave or gone or disappointed I was more disappointed in myself but I always felt that he was there did you ever feel that that he was there even when you kind of like ignored him or did your thing I think uh I think what it's a matter of Melinda and I think that this is one of the biggest struggles for people who aren't necessarily believers when I look at my friends and and even family is that it's not necessarily the concept of God and the creator of the universe and the creator of the universe. And like some people would even be open to uh, believing the fact that Christ came and died on the cross for them. Mm -hmm. That's not actually the hard part. The hard part is if you accept the fact that you believe this and this is the way you're going to live, you also have to accept the fact that the way you've been living is wrong and the way you're going to be living is Mm -hmm. wrong and you're weak without Christ. But then there's like, how could you ever understand that grace and that love and that never, never, never failing grace that comes with um, just Jesus and, and all that he did for us dying on the cross for us. And uh, and I think 
that's the moment where it's like you need to be able to take that leap to experience the grace, understanding, and and humbling yourself in the sense of, yeah, the way I've been living is wrong. Yeah. So now I'm turning to the Lord rather than I'll turn to the Lord eventually. I'll believe in God one day, but right now I don't feel like I'm living that wrong. That's good. I think that is. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, it does. I think that like I always knew about Jesus. I you know made the decision, prayed when I was six with my dad. Uh, still chose my own way, but when I really kind of said, okay, I'm all in, things had to change. And, and I saw the benefit of that. I saw what that did for myself and, and really holistically in a sense of mind, body, soul. I saw that all of a sudden I was getting really great people into my community, great friendships, because I was changing. I was attracting really good people and people that were really uplifting and not bringing me down or great influences. Yeah. And then I just saw God do some crazy things like – you know, open up opportunities where I had no schooling for and just saw God go, but there was definitely a submission. There were things where I had to fight like the will of what I wanted to do that I knew that it wasn't what God wanted me to do. And so I think what you're saying is, you know, one of the things is when you make the decision for Jesus, there is a choice on how you live and how you should live and, and not legalistic, not a legalistic way, but I think in a way where, um, you, when your change and your mind is transformed, you you change and your choices change and things yeah. that you once liked, you don't really like anymore in that way, right? Yeah. Does that make sense too? Totally. I think you're bang on. Yeah. And I think that when I try to talk to young people, this sort of under 30, it is that. Like, you can party, you can do all these things, um, but how far is that going to get you? How far can you escape all the issues you have through these means before you you come to yourself and go, oh my goodness, there's got to be something more. Yeah. What are you finding? So for, for parents who are have kids sort of under 30, sort of teens to that age, you know, what's your advice and hope for them? Because I have a lot of parents who watch and listen to the show, and this is one of their biggest heartbreaks and angst and, and you know, frustrations is with their kids. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's your encouragement as someone who's young to parents uh, to kind of just encourage them? <laughs> Expert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to try <laughs> to begin to uh, explain that I'm an expert on this subject because I'm not. But uh, I'd say the one thing that I've been noticing lately and, and the people I've seen raised the right way and the people who are turning out like they have is the parents are never necessarily following uh, a specific guideline in terms of one kid to the next, right? Like mm. I know I've noticed a lot of parents who... Um, and again, I'm not an expert here, yeah. but but from what I've observed, I've noticed a lot of parents that would raise all three of their kids the exact same way, <laughs> and they'd stick yeah. to their, their values across the board. And what I've found, I mean, I'm so blessed to have parents, and especially my dad, who identified at an early age in me, this kid's entrepreneurial. This kid's like out here hustling, making money on weekends. This guy's doing whatever. This could go one way or this could go another way, right? Yeah, exactly. And and he gave me a lot of freedom. He gave me a lot of flexibility because I think he had the understanding of, I mean, this guy's so, uh, I was a pretty stubborn kid if I was honest. Like this guy's so stubborn that me trying to bottle him up would only probably make this situation worse. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what my only advice at, at this age being 22 (laughs) talking to a parent is be more of a guider and focus on direction more than where that kid's at right now Mm. and really hone in on specific qualities within each individual kid like if my parents raised my sister and I the exact same way that would have been 
yeah i mean like i can't even imagine that like um but but they didn't and, and they made it very much an individual play and i mean i think like only at this point in my life am i starting to gain clarity on these things yeah right like back then you're like oh come on dad like give me a break man like let me do this thing yeah but now it's like oh that makes sense like that was purposeful and the whole way he was giving me these boundaries and this freedom like i had a lot of freedom compared to most people my age i'd say Mm -hmm. but i noticed he never he strategically never let me Mm, outside of this boundary yeah so but it's not but that's that's so much god as father yeah there's lots of freedom to make your choices, but there are boundaries and, and rules within what he's he's wanting for us, but also there's a lot of freedom. You know, yeah. I think that's that's the beauty of a relationship with Christ in that there is freedom, but there's also, you know, healthy boundaries and, and healthy rules uh, that we live by. But then with the Holy Spirit, you know, there's lots of stuff that can happen and things that you can do that are like, wow, that... There is freedom in those choices to make. And then you see the beauty in when you make a good decision. You're like, wow, I can't believe I was so afraid to do that or wasn't convinced and then stepped out in faith and obedience and look where God's taken me. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's the that's the beauty and I think the coolness of uh, life with Jesus, like being a follower of Jesus. And if I was honest and say that to young people, that's it. Like it's a really great experience. Like my life has been an adventure. Mm. And I can't believe, you know, where I'm at today – if I was way, way, way back, I would have never guessed I'd be here today. Yeah. And that's all just God. That's me going, okay, I trust you. I have no background and no experience, but I'll trust you. And then he just sort of opened doors. And I think that's what's pretty exciting about it all. Totally. Um, for you, when you, you know, as you look ahead for your life, and, and looking ahead for these sort of under 30, and I think I'm just really fascinated about that because you're right, they're the next leaders, next generation. Um, I guess a couple, two questions. Number one, someone for me, like a Gen, you know, Gen Xer, how can I best model and lead and encourage this generation, right? Like, what what can I do to make sure that the next generations um, are following Jesus and are leading well? What would you say to me? Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, I mean, that's such a, loaded question there's there's so many things i can think of off the top of my mind but the one thing that i'm pretty strong in believing is that uh i find that there's a lot of people who are who are older and have experienced way more than us um and and people under 30 that sometimes assume it's not wanted and that practical wisdom um Mm. cannot be applied or or handed down to those below them but I think that's also because there's a lot of under 30s that ruin it for everybody, right? <laughs> um, so I'm totally empathetic of that side. Mm-hmm. But the thing I've noticed and and the mentorship relationships that I've had, mm-hmm. there's always been a fight. Like there's always been times where it's like this guy, there's no reason why he would be investing time into me anymore. Like I'm not even listening to him, what he's saying anymore. But there's a fight to continue just to love on me and continue to invest in me and then all of a sudden two months later I wake up and I'm like oh that's why he was trying to so commitment is key that that's a really good way of explaining it commitment Commitment. is key right it's like Christ doesn't give up on us just because we don't want him anymore like there's so like you can't outrun his grace no matter how bad you want to right? (laughs) right so yeah I'd say like if if and, and this is talking, like, we'll just call it subject mentorship. Like, 
mentorship in general, like you said, commitment is key. And uh, and just just understand that here, I think that a lot of times there's intimidation too from older people. Things that I've personally been told is um, people might feel intimidated to come and have a conversation with me about just business in general or something like that because they feel like I'm so knowledgeable. And to me, how I view that is I'm knowledgeable in a very specific area, but I lack a lot of the practical wisdom that's going um, to be needed along the way here to build something for the kingdom that I want to build, right? right? So I think for older people, they have a good grasp in understanding the difference between practical wisdom and knowledge, right? but know that there's people below 30 that also understand that as well. And I don't view myself as wise. I view myself yeah. as more knowledgeable than anything. Okay. Um, so we can learn from each other. Differentiating yeah. the difference between knowledge and, and wisdom. Okay. But likewise, right? Like I, I don't mind teaching my mentors about social and, and all this stuff that's which I think so a lot of them need to, to know about. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's so easy to anybody under 30, right? Right. Okay, so advice to those Gen Xers or older, commitment. Um, we can learn. It's like a, it's it's not just a transactional, but we can learn from one another. Yeah. Um, no matter what age and skill. Okay, second question. For those under 30, what is your encouragement to them as they go into business, as they go... Christ, I guess, yeah, I would, let's, let's speak to the Christians. As they go into the workplace, as they forge into social media landscape um, and integrate their faith, what would be your mm. encouragement about that for them? Yeah, I'd say in a nutshell, we're probably living in one of the most encouraging times you could live in if you can cut through the noise. Mm. So I think people my age feels so overwhelmed whether they know it or not on a day-to-day uh, with all the content and the information they consume regularly right mm-hmm. um, but at the same time there's also like the biggest opportunity to go on the offense not just being on defense right so my biggest piece of advice I've been giving to people my age is don't be that consumer even if even if you're the guy that's like I'm staying off social media because I know what I'm seeing there is wrong mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that like I can see where you're coming from but at the same time how can you contribute to the bigger picture and go on offense right so fine there's a lot of consumers but where's the the people creating where's the creators and and that's what I think is so important even if you're consuming truth you got to put it back out there for anything to happen with it it's like anything right yeah. like you got to apply what it is the Lord's laying on your heart. So for me, that's probably the main thing I have for people just in a nutshell who are my age living in this kind of digital space nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's like in business or, or commerce or anything like that, I think uh, it's the importance of thinking and playing long term. Yeah. Like this is a long term game. But at the same time, having the perspective of how short this also <laughs> is. It's not funny. It's like this oxymoron. It's a long game, but life is short. And yeah. you never know what can happen, right? So from the hmm. perspective of seeing this, this life is so short, gain a sense of urgency to do things quickly and well and, and with speed because you know that you need to leave an impact behind yeah. and advance the kingdom with the time that you have. But then at the same time, understand like, man, I I hear people all the time, like, I have friends who are like, I can't believe I've only done, like, this in the last, like, two years. And I'm like, dude, we're going to wake up in five years and be 27 years old. (laughs) 
And if you doubled the contribution that you just put into your business or whatever, you'd have a friggin' massive company. Yeah. So I'm like, look at, start looking at and just breaking down and re-engineering time and, and how long it actually takes to build things and where you're at on that totem pole and, and listen to the Lord, right? Don't force anything. That's awesome. Isaac, you're so inspiring. I think, man, if I, man, 22 that you are, if I kind of had that mindset, I think kingdom, truth, the energy and the ability, um, I don't know, maybe my life would have been different, but then somehow God kind of figured his way out and I ended up in, in this place, which I really believe is the place he wanted me. But thank you. You're an inspiration. Oh, um, everybody needs to go to Kingdom Driven Daily. Yeah, at Kingdom Driven Daily on uh, Instagram. Okay, because those like little like quick little truths are amazing i've actually gone on it to just get my little truth and i think in a busy time and world that's really needed so thank you so much isaac thanks for the great work you're doing thanks for inspiring me as a gen xer what i can do for the next generation and i think for anybody under 30 uh, some of the thoughts that you shared were fantastic just to be you know i think to be faithful be creative think even legacy go grab a mentor but Whatever that you consume, I love that you said that. Whatever you consume and take in, you need to kind of like um, create and and, send, and sort of like create and get it out there so other people can consume the truth of Jesus. So yeah. thank you. Awesome. Amen. Thanks, thanks for, for having Yeah, and thanks right for being now. with me. So what did you think of our story this week? Let me know in the comments below or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find all our past episodes online at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story. 